0: Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode. Today, I am bringing you some good news in case you aren't aware of it already. But this weekend is daylight savings, and I feel like I always get it confused on which ways forward, which ways backwards. But this Sunday, you will be getting an extra hour of sleep. So that means we're going to feel more well-rested, more productive. I'm just, you know, putting that into our futures now. So for today's conversation, I wanted to talk about sleep. You know, after we get that extra hour, we're going to be feeling so good. You're going to wonder, how can I do this more? Which is what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to not just, you know, get better sleep when you're having issues falling asleep but we're talking about how to actually improve your quality of sleep how to fall asleep faster how to train your brain to silence your thoughts if you're someone who's like me and stays up with all these anxious thoughts and you know you run through your whole day right before you want to fall asleep so if that sounds like you you are not going to want to miss today's episode And along with that, our guest on today talks about all the science behind sleep and why even just an extra hour can be so important to our performance, our athletic performance, our muscle memory, all of that. I super geeked out over this episode. So with that, I'm excited for today's episode And if you have been a long-time listener, I am so sorry for the mini hiatus. I promise that it is the last one for the next little while, so you can expect brand new episodes to be coming a lot more frequently now. This is just the start of it, so make sure you're subscribed, make sure you share with a friend, family member, roommate, all the above, and with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best Podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Meredith. Meredith helps high achievers who are kept up for hours by their racing minds fall asleep in just five to 10 minutes every night without relying on sleeping pills, supplements, or some next sleep aid trend, which she's on to talk to us about today. Meredith, I'm so excited that you're joining us.
1: Yeah, super excited to talk about sleep with you today, Emily. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah. So I'd love to know like kind of your background with this. Is this something you've struggled with? Did you study this? Like how did you get talking about sleep? Sure. So I know way too much about sleep,
1: not because I was uh, interested in studying it, but because I had no choice, but to try to figure out how to solve my own sleeping problems. I had trouble sleeping as long as I could remember. Really, like as a kid, my earliest memory is four years old, not being able to fall asleep without like some sort of background noise with the TV on. And then it just got really bad, and I had full blown insomnia for over 12 years throughout middle school, high school, on into my professional life. You know, throughout college, and then on after that for a few years. So I finally just went on this mission to be like, there has to be a reason that other people can sleep and I can't sleep. And I kind of just went down. A bunch of different rabbit holes and figured it out for myself. And then ever since then, I started testing it, my process with other people to see if it worked for them. And now I have my own company where I help people with insomnia and it's just been such a crazy journey.
0: I love that. And I'm excited to get to learn more like tips actually on sleeping. Cause I feel myself like Googling this a lot of like how to get better sleep. And I feel like the number one recommendation is always like, well, melatonin or this sleep aid. And it's like, well, how can (laughs) I just get better at it?
1: Okay. Yeah. Anytime you start talking about just like the typical sleep advice that you Google it, like that's what I did too. That's what I did for decades and it got me absolutely nowhere. So I'm so passionate about like dispelling a lot of those myths because of course there's like the evening routine you can follow, but most of us have already tried those things and if those things didn't work for you then there's usually a deeper root cause as to why your sleep isn't as good as you want it to be or there's some little things that you can tweak here and there that'll really make you know a bigger difference in fixing your sleep but I know what it's like to be up at three in the morning googling how to fall asleep um so I'm now want to help people have to avoid that agony
0: yes well not only is it like annoying and I know for you you know you're like at this extreme of insomnia, but for the person that might not struggle with sleeping all the time or just occasional, like how does sleep still affect like our performance and our physical fitness?
1: Sleep is extremely important. And I'm so glad that we get to talk about fitness and just like the health of our bodies in general, because obviously to perform at a high level, you need to be in good shape and you need to be healthy. And so there's three main pillars of our health. There's sleep, there's exercise, and there's nutrition. And I always like to make the argument that sleep is actually the most important out of those three three things, because if you're not sleeping properly, then it's actually very hard for you to be successful at your exercise routine and your diet as well. Because if you're not sleeping well, that affects your appetite. And so that can lead you to, you know, overeat and consume more calories than you actually would need, which could lead to weight gain. And then when we also, don't get enough sleep, you know, we're tired. And so you probably just don't make the best food choices all of the time. You're just grabbing like whatever's as closest thing. Cause you just don't have the energy to maybe go and cook or meal prep or do your typical daily, you know, food routine that, you know, sets yourself up for success physically. And then also without sleep, Uh, you're usually too tired to exercise or you're not, it's like harder to get you to go to the gym, to go do that workout, you become lazy. And so it just becomes this really big snowball effect. And there's this really interesting study that was done in, uh, 2010 at Stanford. And it actually showed that just by extending a student athlete's sleep time by one hour, and the study was done in basketball players, Just by letting the basketball, those basketball players sleep one hour longer, it actually improved their free throw uh, shooting by 9% and their speed improved by 5%, which is just crazy because of one extra hour of sleep did just that. um, So we can get into like the science behind all of that if you want, but it's like basically when you're sleeping, that's when your muscle memory develops. And I know as an athlete, that that's so important because every skill that you're doing, whether, um, you, you, you did rowing in college, right? Yep. Right. So every movement that your body is doing, those are skills in whatever sport you're in. And that comes down to muscle memory, the repetition of that movement so that you don't have to think so much about it. It just naturally is already built into the way that your muscles react in your body. And during sleep is actually when your body is uh, regenerating the myelin sheath that surrounds your nerves and the myelin sheath around your nerves, the thicker that is, that is the, the easier it is for you to perform that skill automatically within your body. So if you think about it, the more that you're practicing a skill and you're repeating that same action over and over again, when you do that same action, you're firing signals to your nerves and that layer of myelin that actually surrounds your nerves that gets thicker and thicker every single time you're repeating that same skill. And so the thicker that the myelin sheath gets, you can actually kind of imagine it like, um, kind of like a dense layer of tissue around your nerves, kind of like electrical tape wrapping around your nerves. And the thicker that gets, the electrical impulses, um, they don't leak out. And so it's a stronger impulse each time you do that movement. So basically, that myelin sheath is regenerated when you're sleeping. And so tying this back into sleep, REM sleep, which is actually... um, our bodies go into REM sleep about every 90 minutes during the night. So we're constantly cycling into REM sleep, but that's where energy restoration of your brain and your body is occurring. And so that Stanford study with the basketball players, that shows that just by letting them sleep one extra hour, they were actually probably entering into an extra cycle of REM sleep. And that's where that myelin sheath uh, regeneration can occur. And that makes that muscle memory, even stronger. So it's there's like so many reasons why sleeping improves um athletic performance and that's just one of the main ones.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting because muscle memory is a huge buzzword. It's something that coaches always talk about, you know. It's the reason that we do more reps. It's the reason you yep. put in that extra practice is because you need that muscle memory, but it's almost like yes, The first part is actually doing it over and over again to get it. But then that second part is to actually remember it and like implant it, you have to sleep. You have to let your brain like absorb it almost is how I picture it.
1: 100%. Like a lot of the benefits of exercise are actually realized into your body long-term during your sleep cycle. So it's like that missing piece of the puzzle. So if you're somebody who feels like you're like kind of stagnant in your progress, then I would definitely look at your sleep. If you're putting in all the reps, you're eating right, you're, you know, you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, then your sleep could just be the one thing and you just extend your sleep, you know, a little bit longer and see how that affects your, your performance.
0: Yeah. I love that that's like a good advice that a lot of people don't think of like examining that part of our health too. Mm -hmm. And so is there like a golden rule when it comes to sleep of how much we should be getting? If naps can help, like how can we get our sleep?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's a really great question. And I walk a fine line here because I'm, I continue, my specialty is really working with, with people who are struggling with insomnia. And so it's like a fine line between where, yes, your sleep is super important and you want to prioritize it, but you don't want to obsess over it to the point where you're feeling stressed out if you're not sleeping enough. Right. So it could be basically like some people, maybe you're exercising at night in the evening and you need to, you don't want to stay up for hours and hours because exercising wakes you up, it increases the adrenaline in your body. And so you need to have a strategy to be able to calm down your mind and body uh, fast enough so that you aren't, you know, letting yourself just naturally calm down over a few hours uh, period of time. And then on the flip side, if you're somebody who who, uh, gets up really early in the morning and you're at night kind of looking at the clock, like, oh no, I have to wake up at four or five in the morning. Um, That means I'm only going to get six hours of sleep right now. If I get in bed at this time, I know we've all been there. Um, Um, so really the biggest thing to think about is kind of, first of all, how you're thinking about your sleep, because I don't want you to be sabotaging. It is, is the main thing, um, to get more sleep. There's a lot of different things that you can do. So there's a few different things that we could talk about here. But the first question I would say is, okay, are you sleeping? Okay. Already? Are you falling asleep fast enough? Are you, if you do feel like you're getting enough sleep, then just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) You know, there's no reason to kind of mess that up, but there are things that you can maybe add on to. Um, and then if you're the other person who does have a hard time falling asleep, which is me, like I'm raising my hand over here. Um, usually like for me, I'm the type of person who my brain goes really, really fast. I'm thinking all of the time. And I feel like with high High-performing athletes, that is also a super common issue as well because you're driven. And so when you're driven, you usually think a lot and you're thinking about your goals and you have a lot of things that you want to accomplish in your life. And so that's where the next piece comes in, which is really learning how to calm your nervous system before falling asleep. And that is the main thing that I would um, really try to focus on. And this can help you whether you fall asleep easily already or not, but training yourself from going from that active state where you're actively engaging in an activity or in a conversation to slowing down and making that transition happen faster over time is something that you really can just retrain your, retrain your mind to be able to do.
0: Yeah, no, I've been in that situation a lot, especially, you know, being rowing. It's an early morning sport where you're laying in bed and you're like, I need to go to bed right now. Like, I have to be up in this amount of hours. I have to be up. And you're almost just like checking the clock every 30 minutes, like creating that countdown and it's miserable. And then you feel like you will never get enough sleep.
1: Yeah. The early morning people, I'm a night owl by nature. And so anytime I see that people have to wake up so early in the morning, I'm like, Oh my gosh, absolute torture. (laughs) Like, I don't know how some people do it, but you, you do get into that rhythm and your body naturally adjusts to that time where you have to wake up. But the key is making sure that you are You have like kind of a structure in place in your evening routine to where you're not letting time get away from you and you are getting in bed at a reasonable hour to where you're at least getting, you know, at least seven to eight hours a night and you're not cutting it too short because then you won't be getting the benefits that we were just kind of talking about.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, it all boils down to calming your nervous system. So does this look like meditation? Does this look like the no screen rule? Like how do you actually like do this process?
1: Right? So there's a lot of options
0: to start out with and
1: I, you kind of have to find the formula that works best for you, but I can absolutely tell you what works for me. So calming your nervous system before closing your eyes to go to sleep is the biggest thing, because a lot of the time we're like, okay, I got to go to bed. You get into bed and you like lay down and you close your eyes and you just like hope it, hope that you fall asleep fast, but that's not always the case. So we want to set yourself up to be able to fall asleep easily before you're even at that point when you're like closing your eyes, ready to sleep. So For me, I go to the dance studio, I'm a dancer, and I'm at the dance studio till 1030 11pm at night, a few nights a week. And so I need to be able to calm myself down faster so that I'm not having my alarm go off at 6am and feeling like I only got three hours of sleep. So meditation works. Um, another, there's a lot of other techniques you can do. Um, a one that I really love is called emotional freedom technique. It's uh, also known as tapping. And that's where you actually tap on different acupressure Points on your body. Um, so if you've never heard of this before, if maybe you've heard of acupuncture, and acupuncture is where they basically stick needles in different um, acupoints on your body, which is a Chinese medicine to help rebalance your energy flow, and it actually uh, lowers your cortisol levels. And so this tapping technique, you're you're using some of the same points that they would use in acupuncture, but you physically tap on them in a certain order. And so much research has showed that that actually lowers your cortisol levels in your body, which is super important because if you have high cortisol, um, your melatonin levels actually decrease. And so melatonin is the hormone that makes you fall asleep at night. So you can't have high cortisol and fall asleep because, Cortisol means that your body's under stress and your brain isn't going to let you fall asleep if it thinks that you're stressed out and under danger. So that's why we need to intentionally lower our cortisol before trying to go to bed. So I love, you know, meditation's great for that. Tapping is great for that. I love self-hypnosis as well, which is just kind of a different form of a meditation where you're giving yourself power- empowering affirmations just by listening to a guided audio. That's something that's really worked for me. But calming down the nervous system, deep breathing can work a lot, even just reading a book. Um, but the main thing is you need to consciously decide that you're going to calm your mind and body down before you lay your head down on that pillow It can only take, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to do this, but you do have to be intentional about it. Cause if you're not, then your body's just going to stay in that hyped up or anxious or just um, like adrenaline state, especially if you were just getting home from the gym at night and then you want to go to sleep. Um, And for me, like I, sometimes I'm lazy, right? It's like, I just want to go to sleep right now. I don't want to have to sit there and deep breathe for 20 minutes, but do it (laughs) because you'll regret it later. It's like, sometimes we feel like, we're wasting time by doing these things like a meditation or a deep breathing, or, you know, just sitting there and calmly reading a book for 20 minutes. We feel like we're wasting time, but it's actually helping you fall asleep faster and get deeper sleep because it's not just the falling asleep part. It's actually, if you have a lot of stress in your body that can wake you up in the middle of the night as well. So maybe you're somebody who always falls asleep really fast, but you wake up around two or three in the morning and then have a hard time falling back to sleep and that's the same reason with the elevated levels of cortisol. So doing all of these things at night, just pick one or two that resonate with you and and just intentionally do it. You might have to force yourself in the beginning, but once you start doing it, you're going to really see a huge difference and then it'll just become part of your, you know, natural everyday nighttime routine.
0: Yeah. So it seems like it does kind of all come back to like this idea of stress too and trying to like manage the stress and then also, you know, kind of like push it off. And so one of your popular youtube videos that i watched is all about like dealing with anxiety when you're going to bed you know like i feel like that's the first time when i lay my head down and i'm like okay now i can think about everything that happened today now is the time that my brain likes to process every problem i'm having how what is your advice in those situations
1: i'm so glad that you mentioned that because i for i, I do the same thing happens to me it happens to so many of us and i feel like we don't really talk about that enough and my theory is that you think about it our, in our society we're go, go, go all day long. we're going from one thing to the next and there we don't really have any built-in pauses throughout our day. So you're just on, you know, going through your whole day and then the the only time, the first time, the first part of your day when you're slowing down is when you're closing your eyes, you go to sleep. How do we expect our brain, to just turn off in an instant when it hasn't even had a chance to kind of slow down and filter out through filter out all of those anxious thoughts or just things on your mind, your to-do list, you know, something exciting you have coming up. There's all these things that we're bombarded with throughout the day, and we need to process those before going to sleep. So journaling those thoughts on paper can be a game changer for a lot of people because a lot of the time but but we need to do this before closing our eyes. It's taking that extra ten minutes. Get a just a blank notebook, and just write out okay. What just even if you're not thinking of anything yet, just sit there for a few minutes, and then thoughts will will inevitably start coming to you. And try to get those out of your head as much as you can before you go to fall asleep, um, because sleep anxiety is a real thing. And if that and then we don't want to end up associating. Going to bed with feeling anxious because then that can turn into a whole other issue where you have perpetual bedtime anxiety and you end up being afraid to go to sleep because you just know that your brain is going to be turning on and going to be torturing you if you don't have a strategy to actually, you know, get yourself out of that uh, active brainwave state.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like before you even close your eyes, before you even tell yourself you're going to bed, it's like get all of the ideas out or all the stress out, get all of your thoughts that will keep you up out somewhere. And so that way, when you do close your eyes, it's almost like, okay, I'm telling myself already, this is for sleep. This isn't to like keep ruminating on this.
1: 100%. Exactly. And I also really recommend doing having a morning journaling practice and an evening journaling practice because we have a lot of mental energy, not just during the day, but also all night long when we're sleeping, whether we're dreaming, we're all dreaming, whether you remember your dreams or not, all of us do dream. And a lot of the time we wake up thinking about something like as soon as our alarm goes off, like thoughts immediately just start popping into our head again. And so I like to do what I call my morning mind clearing, which is where I wake up and the first thing I do is I just open a journal. You can use a blank notebook or you can like go find a cute journal on Amazon or something and just write down like, what are those first things that are coming to your mind in the morning and put those on paper because the way that you start your day sets up your success Sets up the, the momentum, I would say, for the rest of your day. So if we're waking up and just letting those thoughts run through our mind, then we're just going to go through our whole day on autopilot, letting those thoughts kind of decide our action from you know one moment to the next. But if you sit down first and really write, write it out on paper before going into your day, you can kind of map out, okay, what are my three priorities? And when you decide that in the morning and set that intention, you're naturally going to be inclined to navigate towards those three priorities that you set for yourself, instead of just like letting the notifications come in and kind of like winging it and just like letting life, letting the day take over, take, take over you versus you taking over your control of your day.
0: Yeah. No, I love that because that's not just great advice for like helping you sleep better and getting more quality sleep. But this is good advice for just any part of your day. And it's good advice for going into practice and into performances. And so I think that's really helpful.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's also one of those things where you just have to force yourself to do it because it feels like we're wasting time. But when you go back and read what those things were in the morning that you set for yourself, a lot of the times you will will have accomplished them. And it's kind of magical. It's like, wait, I actually did it. Cool. (laughs) And it really helps.
0: Yeah. So I know that we've talked about, you know, a handful of different things, but are there any other like myths that you see people still believing when it comes to their sleep or getting better sleep that we should talk about here so we can stop doing them? Yeah. One of the biggest ones is most people
1: think that setting yourself up for good sleep starts at night and people just get really fixated on what's the nighttime routine to do. And what am I, what, what do I need to do the last hour before going to bed to make sure that I sleep well, but it really starts first thing in the morning. So this kind of ties back into what we were just talking about, but you, your brain and your body, they follow whatever momentum you set for it. So if you're always go, 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 um, morning to night, then it's going to be harder for you to fall asleep at night. But if you take intentional pauses throughout your day, and I actually love using the example of like Spain and they have their like afternoon siestas where everybody just like goes to nap, takes a nap at 3 p.m kind of implementing that into your day in your own way. I, I personally don't nap. If you do, it doesn't matter to me. Um, you know your body best, but at least taking 10 minute pauses, you don't have to do a lot of them. I would say, in the morning, take a take a pause before starting your day with the journaling, but then in the middle of the day, take at least 10 minutes to just did not look at your phone, not be on your computer and just be with yourself and you could even put in some like relaxing meditation music and just sit there and breathe and meditate or or just breathe for for 10 minutes. And that's going to train your brainwaves to slow down. And the more you do that, it's the same thing with practicing skills in sports. The more you repeat that action, the stronger that neural pathway is going to build up in your brain. And it's going to be easier and easier over time for you to go from a really active state to a more relaxed state. And that's how we can really retrain ourselves to be able to fall asleep faster at night. And then also just lower, lower our stress levels, um, across the board.
0: Yeah. It's a skill just like everything else. I know. Ugh. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd like to leave everyone with that we haven't gotten to today?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. One last piece of advice. I really would say that pick one thing that you heard from this conversation today. And implement it, actually go and do it because we talked a lot about a lot of the different things, but pick up on whatever resonated most with you and just focus on that one thing because it's way too easy to get wrapped up in all of the different tips. And there's so many different directions that you can take it with, but maybe one of the techniques I mentioned, you were like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should try that. Just focus on that one thing, but actually do it because that's the only way that you're going to see an improvement.
0: Uh, I love that. Action. Take action after this. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Meredith. Where can people find you and work with you and all of that?
1: Yeah. So if you are regularly having a hard time sleeping, then the best place to start would definitely be with watching my free masterclass, which is on my website. And that's where we really dive into the detailed strategy that I've used and that I've helped hundreds of my clients use to be able to calm their mind and body down and really stop their racing minds so that they can fall asleep quickly and consistently. And you can find that at fallasleepeasily.com. You can also come check out my YouTube channel and hang out with me on Instagram. My handle is Meredith Loudon and And if you're listening right now, then definitely come send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you found interesting or if anything surprised you, because I'd really love to hear what you thought about this episode.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll be sure to include those all below.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.